And we wanted to thank today's sponsors brought to you by Anchor.fm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's completely no charge. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, where it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and many more. Guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast. Honestly, it just takes for you to really get started. Go ahead and download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm and look forward to seeing you create your show. Yes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Eric Andrus, and this is How to Be a Grown-Up Presents Celeste Kaufman. Celeste is an Alabama-based, professionally licensed counselor and the brilliant driving force behind Quiet Mind Collective, an online tool to help those that struggle with anxiety. She is a powerful voice for positivity and self-empowerment in the health and wellness sphere. I had the privilege of having Celeste as a guest on this show in May of 2016, and I knew then that I needed to help ensure as many people as possible could benefit from her wonderful message. Her work in her practice and her online presence has helped people the world over to push themselves towards calm and empowered daily routines. Her show will take many different shapes, but will always be dedicated to helping you live the happy, healthy and productive life that you deserve to be living. So let's sit back, let's relax and listen to Celeste Kaufman and let's learn to live our life on purpose. Hi everyone and welcome to the How to Be a Grown-Up podcast. I'm your host for today, Celeste Kaufman, and I am super, super excited to bring to you Jen Sills. Jen and I met in a business coaching group that we participated in together. And once I talked with her, I knew that she had to be on this show to share with you guys. Because here on How to Be a Grown Up, we are all about helping you live your life purposefully, helping you live your life inspired, healthy, well. And that is exactly where Jen lives for sure. Jen Zills is a wife, a mom of three, and she's also a certified health coach. So after two years of two decades, I'm sorry, of working in corporate America, Jen stepped away to pursue her passion to help busy moms raise healthy families. As the founder of Kids Eat Vegetables, her proven strategies have helped hundreds of families improve their health and eat more vegetables. So when she's not carpooling kids to activities, Jen can be found in her kitchen testing recipes and enjoying a cup of tea. Jen, welcome to our show today. It's great to have you. Thank you so much, Celeste, for having me. I'm excited to be here. I know. It's always exciting to get to talk to people that I have seen, you know, in another setting and then bring them onto this show and bring their voice to the rest of our audience. It's just really, really super cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you had that awesome recipe posted. I wanted to let folks know about that kidseatvegetables.com slash tips. That's where they can get your freebie, right? With the uh, broccoli popcorn. Is that the same one? Yes, it is. You got it. Exactly. And so that is an ebook that I have. It is free and it has, it's filled with 10 tips to um, help moms get their kids eating vegetables tonight. And then it has um, s- several recipes as well, which the kids will love and will also love to help you make. 
Yeah, definitely. Because I think even though that's geared towards moms, it's 100% usable for anybody who wants to have a recipe to eat more vegetables. I was the most interested in trying that broccoli popcorn because of broccoli being such a superfood. <laughs> and it also had a little bit of cheese in it and it was baked and it was um, just sort of a good like Southern comfort food. And I really enjoyed it. We actually called it dinosaur eggs at my house because I rolled them into little tiny balls. I love it. I love it. We are all about having fun names for our food here at the house as well. <laughs> we call our we call our breakfast smoothie monster juice, and um, because it's green, it's like the green monster. So uh, we we love to name them here as well. It's fun. That is awesome. Yeah, we call it dinosaur juice. My daughter's really into dinosaurs at home, so we call it dinosaur. So that's really cute. Awesome. I tell moms, you know what? The food manufacturers are all about pulling our kids in with different branding and different characters, and we can do the same here at home. That is absolutely, absolutely the truth. It's all about rebranding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So tell me, Jen, a little bit, what's the story of just you becoming so interested in healthy eating and, and in particular getting young people to eat more vegetables? How, did, how does that sort of come about? You know, our, our family's journey has been, um, it's been, it's, it's taken some time. It's taken a little time. You know, I did not grow up as, you know, really into health and wellness. It's not, not where I came from. It's not that my family was unhealthy. It's just, we weren't, you know, super healthy or really, um, you know, vegetables were usually, you know, frozen vegetables and not really creative at our house growing up, which is fine. But, um, it wasn't until, you know, I think a lot of moms, you know, I had my first baby and started to want to, you know, lose the baby fat and kind of went down the path of joining a gym and getting into health and wellness. And my husband and I both um, jumped in, like I said, we joined the gym and we participated in our first triathlon together. And we really got into the fitness side. The nutrition side kind of came along when our oldest son started kindergarten. And we I started with him in kindergarten and we were so excited. Here we are sending our first little guy off to school. And it was a couple weeks into school when we started getting calls from the teacher and we started getting um, notes home and things like that. And basically we were pulled in and they were talking to us about his behavior and they wanted to, you know, have all these meetings and talk about labeling him and all these different challenges he was having when it came to focusing and attention. And through that journey, you know, we talked to so many different professionals and we finally were connected with a dietitian and she started to talk to us about what he was eating. And that's really where we started to really make the connection about what it is we were feeding him and what it is we're feeding ourselves, our whole family, what we were eating and our connection with the performance of our bodies and how we, how we perform and how we do and his ability to focus in school. So that's really where our journey started. And at the time I was also working at my corporate job. I am um, 20 years, my corporate job. And at the time, that time I was also asked to work on the uh, bringing up the company's health and wellness initiative. So our corporate wellness program was being brought up at the same time. I got very involved in that. And I started to realize that many of my coworkers were also struggling with similar um, situations where they're, you know, trying to have a healthier lifestyle, learn, understanding the importance of eating healthy, but not unable to find the time, unable to, um, have the resources. So it's kind of those two things coming together between our son starting school and having some issues and 
learning about nutrition from that perspective, as well as joining the health and wellness um, in my company. And I actually led our corporate wellness initiative for, for the next four years, which was a great opportunity. And I learned so much. And like I said, it gave me the opportunity to talk to so many of my coworkers as well. And that's when I started to realize that busy moms needed resources, they needed help. And it is as simple as, it can be as simple as eating more vegetables, right? So many times we're looking for the quick fix or the quick solution, and it can come down to just starting with the basics. And that's when, you know, so I, like I said, left my corporate job to uh, be a stay-at-home mom and stay home with the kids. And at the same time, then I pursued my um, certification as a health coach. And from there, Kids Eat Vegetables was born. That's amazing. I love hearing that story from start to finish from you. Just, you know, I knew some pieces of that, but that's really interesting. I love what you're saying about, um, I guess, you know, overall that means sort of thinking of food as fuel. And so whatever kind of fuel you put into your body, that's the output that you get, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's where I start with so many moms. You know, nowadays our kids are involved in so many activities, right? Be it piano and gymnastics and uh, soccer, and they're just running everywhere. And we have to really look at that and teach them that how we fuel our body is the the performance we're going to get. And uh, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I was just talking with my husband the other day. I was talking about this really um, fresh place that we have here in town. It's, it's a burrito place and they do a lot of really fresh vegetables. Everything's grilled. It's really um, low carb, but high protein. So a lot of vegetables, a lot of beans and um, not much, you know, cheese and other things that we're normally weighed down with. And we were both saying, you know, every time we eat here after we leave, I feel so good. My body feels so alert and I feel, you know, sated, but not uh, so overly filled. And I feel like I can, I don't need those little snacks and, and, you know, a nibble on a candy bar or something two or three hours later. So, I mean, I really, I really encourage the audience to think about the way that you feel after you eat certain foods. And I think what Jen is saying here is just that what we put into our bodies is going to make a difference in what your body can put out for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. And I love that your, um, that your corporate job incorporated wellness in it. So many corporate, um, entities don't realize how much health and wellness as a part of just your, um, expenditures as a company, how much you can get back from that in spades. Cause if I think if I have a company that's, um, and I'm letting everybody just run out to the nearest fast food place for lunch versus maybe, uh, getting them some nutrition counseling or possibly even investing in something like, catering from a, a fresh food or a whole food supplier, I can just imagine the, the difference in the output that I'd get as an employer. So that's really cool that they were willing to invest. It was fabulous. It was a fabulous experience. I learned so much. And to your point, we, we revamped the cafeteria items. We brought in a, a local farmers. We had basically had a CSA um, twice a month come in and we could buy local produce. And really, people appreciated it. They appreciated the fact that the company was putting that as an importance and providing the time and the resources to make it happen. I love that. I feel like in, in maybe another 10 years when I sort of get my um, <laughs> anxiety classes online, uh, once I get that into a place where I can have maybe a group of people running that, I sort of want to bombard the corporate world and, and get people more into that just better health emotionally, physically um, in, into companies. Let, it, let that become more of a culture in the U.S. I think that's a real need that we have. Absolutely. 
So um, let's talk a little bit about um, what are some reasons that, you know, this, this show sort of Eric Andrus, who, who produces this show, he um, sort of started that out as a way to bring people's voices to the teens in his uh, school where he educates. So, um, you know, when we're specifically thinking about um, teenagers or, or, you know, young adults, what are some reasons that they should be incorporating more vegetables specifically into their diet? Yes, absolutely. Well, I think starting out, you know, just like we spoke about thinking of our food as fuel mm -hmm. and thinking of the, all the things we want to accomplish in a day and our body needs to be property, properly fueled to do that. But also, you know, building these healthy habits and understanding that we are so surrounded by a snack culture. Like everything is snack food, processed foods, and it doesn't take a lot. People think, oh, home cooking, it's going to take so long. You know what? No, teenagers absolutely can benefit from swapping out, you know, some potato chips. I don't want potato chips or, um, you know, uh, unhealthy candy bars and sodas with hummus, vegetables. Um, these can be healthy. Too. These can be very tasteful as well. And it's also about our taste buds and what we are making our, having our bodies be familiar with, right? If we're constantly feeding our bodies with sugar and salt and these processed foods that are overly, overly contained sugar and salt, uh, we start, we start craving those things. We start craving and we're not, um, we're not feeling totally full because our body is still craving the nutrition and the, the, the um, nutrition that comes from the fruits and vegetables, right? The reason we still feel hungry or we feel unsatisfied after eating these processed foods is because our body still needs the nourishment. And if, our, if we can help, you know, help our kids and our teenagers to understand that and understand that the, the health choices, the food choices they're making are going to help them to, um, you know, succeed in all the areas that they, would, they want to. Yeah, that's a really good point. I never thought about the idea of your body, you know, still craving those nutrients. I just wondered, like, why is it that I ate this, like, crazy, um, like, uh, brownie Sunday thing, and then two hours later, I'm still hungry. Totally else. I guess that's why, because your, your body wants to get those nutrients. I mean, those, those, you know, pieces of the puzzle that help us really fuel our body versus just um, filling up our stomach just for a, a moment. Right, right. And there's, you know, it's not that there's not, you know, room in our diet for, you know, slices of pizza or, you know, yeah. a, a fun night out with our friends. Absolutely. There's absolutely a place for that. But we really need to realize that in moderation, you know, these things need to be in moderation. These snacks and these treats need to be in moderation. And, you know, grabbing an apple, first thing in the morning is, is a much healthier choice and will get us further. Yeah, definitely. And I love that you mentioned, you know, earlier hummus, like hummus and red pepper strips. That is my 100% favorite snack of all time. That's my favorite. And it's just as easy to grab a container of hummus and, and those pepper strips. If I've taken the time to cut them up, you know, ahead of time or, or purchase them pre-cut in the store, if I'm able to do that, that's just as simple sometimes simpler than grabbing some of the, the pre-packaged snacks or, um, you know, heating up one of those like little, uh, you know, I don't want to say, I guess, point the finger at any, you know, like think about something that comes sort of in its own little 
bread pocket pouch and you heat it up and you're not sure <laughs> that you're getting actual real food with it. I mean, uh, I could just as easily grab that hummus out of the fridge. And, um, and that really is a, a tasty, delicious option that didn't, you know, for me, that was not an acquired taste. That was something that I could pop right out of the first time and try it and say, wow, this is, you know, really, really good and really good for me. Absolutely. And you know, as in the teenage years before we're sending them off to college, it is such an important time to be teaching these, you know, what kind of what I call life skills. You, you know, there's a lot of things you can do with just the microwave or, you know, the hot plate that you're going to have in your college dorm and you start learning those skills now and understand those um you know, and hard boiling eggs, making hummus, very simple things that will serve you later on as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think if I had had like somebody that I went out with in college who made homemade hummus, I would have been really impressed. That's a good thing. <laughs> and it's so simple. You can even, you can buy it at the store too, but either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's something, you know, to be said for being a teenager and having um, some control over what goes into your food. I mean, when we talk about, you know, some of these recipes, like making up your own hummus, cause that is really, really simple. Obviously you can buy some great prepackaged versions, but um, I mean, that's super, super simple. And just like, you know, for example, if you think about, um, in a soda, um, if I just purchase a soda at, you know, one of the fast food places, I think, you know, the sugar content to that, if I'm not mistaken, is something like something ungodly, like between 15 and 25 tablespoons of sugar. Whereas if I were going to sweeten something like an iced tea, like we drink here in the South, obviously I just put maybe one tablespoon, but so soda is sweetened so much more. Um, I would never put 25 packets of, of sugar into my iced tea, but that's essentially what we're consuming when we just purchase, you know, prefab off the counter. So if you have some control over what you're actually putting into your body, um, there's, there's two things that happen there. You know, it's more helpful choices, but two, you're more connected to what it is that you're, that you're eating. And there's, there's a sense of accomplishment that comes with that, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and you put, you put that so well with the sugar and understanding the ingredients and it's it, the kid, the kids are never too young to start those conversations. And as you know, the teenagers and going in, they're going to start buying their own food, making their own food choices. And as much as we can educate them and have them prepared for that, all the better. Yeah, totally. I totally and helping around the house. Any teenagers listening, I would say, you know, what can you do? It, it, literally, let, 30 minutes in the in the kitchen on a Sunday night to prepare, like I said, some hard-boiled eggs, uh, put, put, to, put together some hummus, cut up some peppers, whatever it is you can do to help around the house would be, it's going to benefit your entire family. <laughs> and it's really going to make a difference in the health of the family. And these are things that even my children, my oldest is 11, and I absolutely have him you know, scrambling eggs in the morning and doing things around the house and learning those life skills because it is so important. The one thing we're going to do every single day is eat and we need to be making the right choices and really understanding the long-term benefits when it comes to preventing diseases. You know, none of us, none of us want to see our children struggling with heart disease or cancer or any of these serious diseases, but so many of them research is showing is connected to the decisions we're making on how we nourish our bodies throughout our life. And the earlier we can, you know, teach our children and get them involved, the better. 
Absolutely. I totally think that um, you're, you're right on point there with, you know, things like antioxidants. That's something that I didn't really understand very much. And maybe I still don't understand it great. But when I picture antioxidants, I sort of think of these, you know, what we call superfoods and they're, they're sort of like eating those bad things that are in our body or they're counteracting those bad things in our, our body. Probably you could explain that a lot more eloquently. But, you know, just the idea that our food has good things in it, it doesn't just provide us with vitamins, minerals, but it, it makes our bodies cleaner. It, it, it's like the Swiffer or something of, of your insides. Yeah. It helps make things just operate better and more effectively. Absolutely. I mean, our bodies naturally are going to be, are driving towards health. Our bodies are constantly helping us to be healthy, right? And the more we can give it, um, like you said, antioxidants, probiotics, and these healthy, these healthy things that are in our, in our real food, single ingredient, real food, um, the better it is. And that's what our body is craving. And that's what our body is, is needing. And um, yeah, so very good. Yeah, I was just explaining to my um, some students that I visit in one of the schools where I teach, and I was talking about uh, we had pulled out boxes of cereal and just like random, you know, prepackaged foods. Everybody brought in some packages, and and we were looking at okay, how many of the ingredients on this list can I pronounce? Right, and, <laughs> right. I can draw an apple. I can't draw, you know polysodium unsaturated, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. and, and so do I really want to eat that? You know, if I saw that on a lab shelf, would I say like, Hey, yeah, give me a teaspoon of that in my, uh, in my, uh, hamburger or whatever for the day. So, um, yeah, the more that we can, that's, you know, I think a, a life lesson for our listeners that maybe they don't know about, you can look at the ingredients, read the labels and see, are there things in here, items in there that you don't understand what they are? You don't know what they are. Then maybe look and see if there's a comparable item that uh, has ingredients that you can pronounce or that you are able to identify readily. Absolutely. Or that you can make yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I want to ask you, Jen, what is your favorite vegetable? Like, do you have a go-to? <laughs> I, uh, well, you know, I am really enjoying lately. I make a kale and Brussels sprout salad, just massaged kale with some sliced up Brussels sprouts, a little bit of red onion. And, um, that is like my to go, go to right now. I absolutely love it. And I've taken it to a couple, um, dinner parties and outings recently. I actually even took it to a football game party this past weekend and everyone always enjoys it. I do a um, honey mustard vinaigrette dressing. I'm sorry, it's a Dijon mustard, Dijon mustard vinaigrette dressing. And I don't care if it's teenagers, dads, moms, everyone really seems to enjoy it. And it's hearty. So it's filling. Yeah. So. Gosh, that sounds so delicious. I, I, and I didn't realize that with kale, you're supposed to massage it. I had to read that on Pinterest. So now I find myself. Yes. You know. It only takes a few moments. It just softens it up, makes it much more palatable and easier to eat and delicious. So this is very simple and don't turn your nose up if you're not a kale fan or if you think, Oh no, I'm not going to eat Brussels sprouts, you know, thinly sliced Brussels sprouts. You won't even notice. And, um, the kale is fabulous with a little bit of, um, of, of dressing on it you'll enjoy it. Give it a try, even if you're not sure. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I think, you know, I think some vegetables like Brussels sprouts are an example that get a really bad rap because I think what people are thinking about is maybe, um, some poorly cooked frozen version or, you know, a, a, something that they think that they're going to see, but a fresh Brussels sprout, you know, just sliced in half, roasted with a little bit of honey, a little bit of balsamic. Oh my gosh. That's like, I could eat pounds and pounds of that stuff. That's my favorite. Yes, exactly. And honestly, I tell everyone, if you're, if you're just new on your journey to vegetables, to your point, 
you know, eating them raw or just boiled might not be the best. It doesn't bring out the best flavor, right? So roasting is always the way to go. I don't care what the vegetable is, be it broccoli, Brussels sprouts, sweet potato, a little bit of oil, salt and pepper, maybe a little bit of garlic powder, roast it in the oven, it, 25 to 30 minutes max, absolutely excellent taste. You'll really enjoy it. And I think that's the best way to start. And pairing your pairing your veg I'm sorry Celeste pairing your vegetables with a healthy fat, it, it, one it tastes fabulous. Two, it brings out it helps your body to better absorb the nutrition the nutrients in the vegetables. So pairing a vegetable with a healthy fat is always the way to go. And it, like I said, it really brings out the flavor of the vegetables. I have always heard people say that, and I think that is absolutely so true. I mean, just a little tiny bit of maybe coconut oil or you know rice. Um, is it rice oil? No, I'm having this oh. down. No, avocado oil is one I like to use when I'm roasting. Um, coconut oil is great as well. And uh, on salads, I like to use olive oil. Yeah, and grapeseed oil is the one thing. I don't know why I oh, always use rice oil. <laughs> no, rice vinegar usually goes with your oil, but yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah, I'm not a super cook. But even luckily, even, you know, something like a roasted vegetable is something that I can do. I recently did cabbage for my dad's birthday, and he is not – one to enjoy healthy eating whatsoever, but, you know, just sliced up a head of cabbage really thin in, in some, you know, circle, you know, circle slices, did that with a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper, a tiny little bit of fennel seed and roasted that in the oven for 45 minutes. And it was so good. He actually said, it doesn't even taste like cabbage. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Very good. And, and I think what we're talking about here is just some really accessible ways to put fruits and vegetables into our diet. I think it feels um, a little bit when you're going into the grocery store, especially if you're a teenager and you're walking into the fresh produce aisle, I think it sort of feels like here are bins and bins of some things I recognize, some things I don't. Even if I did recognize them, I'm not sure, am I supposed to eat this stem? Am I supposed to peel this? You know, what am I supposed to do with this? So what you're talking about here is just, these are some really accessible ways um, for, for incorporating those things. Do you have any other tips for, for anything like that? I would say smoothies. Smoothies is a great way to, you know, especially starting off the day. Yeah. With a good, with a good breakfast smoothie. Um, again, keeping it very simple with a, with a spinach or a kale as your green, a few um, fruits in there. I try to stick to two fruits, but if you're just getting started, go ahead and go with three. Maybe a frozen banana, some frozen berries. Uh, half an apple, pear, anything like that. Uh, with your um, with your kale or spinach, you can use water, or you can use an almond milk, or a flax milk, or whole milk. You could um, use yogurt. Again, having kind of a healthy fat in there with your vegetables is a great start. And if you're new to smoothies, I always tell people use a little bit of lemon juice, either lemon juice from the refrigerator or freshly squeezed lemon, half of a fr freshly squeezed lemon. Lemon juice will help to even out the bitterness that might you might find in some of your green vegetables. So the, the lemon juice will definitely help with the taste. And enjoy. I like to throw a couple superfoods in there with some flax seed or some chia seed, a little bit of extra antioxidants, omega threes. Um, but put that in your smooth. Put that in your blender. Make a smoothie in the morning, and I think that's a great way to start the morning. And it's portable. It's on the go. You can take it with you to you know to class or on your way to school. Great start to the morning. 
Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. A smoothie is a really accessible way. I think you're right. And, um, you know, I found that putting, I was not one to, to consider putting um, spinach into a smoothie. I was really kind of concerned about how that would taste, but I did after, in fact, after listening to this show, we had um, the girls from, um, let me see, Simple Green Smoothies, and they, they had a little workout smoothie that Eric uses, and so I said, okay, I'm going to try spinach, banana, apple, um, and then a little bit of cinnamon, a little tiny bit of coconut oil, and it was so delicious. It was the perfect thing. I couldn't tell that the spinach was in there at all, other than that it was green, um, and that actually made me feel kind of uh, hip and, you know, cool to the superfood. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Nod to that. Yes, it is cool now to have a green smoothie. Um, but if you don't, if the color green bothers you, definitely using berries will help. You'll get a more of a purplish hue or purplish color. So there you go. If the green bothers you, make it purple. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've seen the same thing. You can put in, uh, you can put in those berries and that'll make it purple so that you don't have that kind of, you know, weirdness of the green if that weirds you out. But even, you know, once I did some uh, watermelon and spinach together, and I'm thinking maybe that was the only thing I used to make kind of a sorbet once. And it was so super green. I mean, it was kind of off-putting how green it was, but, but so delicious. I mean, my daughter and I just ate it up. Very good. That sounds wonderful. Scoop of peanut butter is also good. Uh, maybe a little bit of a cacao powder. It's, yeah, you can make a chocolate version. Absolutely. Oh, it's all good. That makes sense. There's so much you can do. Yeah, and you know, the thing that you're talking about here is that, you know, if you want to make a smoothie, you could do something like cut up all of your fruits and vegetables and actually put them into little plastic baggies or little plastic containers and stock those up in the freezer. That's what I do for the whole week. And then all I have to do is take them out and dump them into the, the bullet or the mixer or whatever it is that I'm using to blend those up the next day. So it's really is as fast as having something like cereal. Oh yes, absolutely. And that's what I said, you know, on Sunday night, anything you can do around the house to prepare for the week, very simple, cut up some fruits and vegetables, get your smoothie bags ready. Perfect start to the week. Yeah. And you know, just a tip to those listening, if you don't know how to um, prepare or cut up a fruit or vegetable, I think an avocado was one I shied away from for a long time because I wasn't really sure how I was supposed to cut that. Um, I would be doing the awkward trying to peel it like an apple, which obviously doesn't work with the ripe <laughs> avocado. So, you know, YouTube is a great place for that. You know, I, so now all the time I just find myself searching on YouTube, you know, how do you pit an avocado or how can I core um, a head of cabbage, something like that is really, I mean, you can definitely find that stuff so accessibly now, much more so than, than when you and I were kids. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. So um, tell me about Jen, what, you know, some of our listeners are in uh, a situation where money is kind of tight or um, they're, they don't have a lot of control over their finances, or maybe even that their parents are sort of saying like, I'm not going to purchase these fresh, you know, a fresh pineapple is going to cost us so much more than a canned version, you know? So if money is tight and buying produce can be kind of a challenge, do you have any tips for the audience on how to make that more affordable? It, yes, definitely. I think frozen is a great way to go. Frozen is, you know, especially if you're getting something like berries that maybe you're out of season in your area. Uh, pineapple's another one. So frozen is is absolutely good. I, I would recommend, again, single ingredients. So if you're going to buy frozen broccoli, it's just frozen broccoli. You don't necessarily get the broccoli that has all the processed cheese on it um, in the frozen section. So stick with a single ingredient. And especially if you're making soups here in the winter, uh, you know, soups, it is absolutely acceptable to use a froze, the frozen vegetables. They, they hold their form, they hold their shape, and it, you get the same amount of nutrition as if you're going to get it fresh. So if they, they you know, flash freeze that 
that there right from the vine. So frozen is a great way to start. Very cost effective. Yeah, I, I would say. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think so too. Like a frozen green bean to me, if you can't get a fresh green bean, something like a frozen green bean, that's just no sauce on it, anything like that. It's just flash frozen and dropped into the bag. You can use that. And to me, that's a lot more appetizing than like a canned green bean, for example. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're going to go with canned, you know, Hey, there's, there's, there's a place for canned vegetables as well. I always do try to buy, if I'm going to buy canned, I like to look for um, organic and the BPA free cans. So that's one thing if you are going to buy canned. Canned is definitely an option. Like I said, if you're going to buy a, maybe a canned, a canned corn for a recipe, um, again, I try to go organic and BPA free. When you're talking about canned vegetables, the price variance on the organic is not that much more. You're still looking at, you know, right around a dollar for a can. Or if you're looking for, you know, beans, if you're going to do something Mexican with um, a black bean or a pinto bean. So canned, I always like to look for organic as well as, um, BPA-free can. When you're going with fresh, you don't have to buy everything organic. I think there's such a trend right now, organic, organic. You know, I like to shop the sales. Mm -hmm. I like to use, um, if you look at the um, Environmental Working Group, they put together a list every year of the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen. And a lot of, that is a great resource to say, okay, these are the vegetables that the fruits and vegetables that you should be buying organic because the level of pesticides is higher, right? So apples is usually on that list, celery, spinach. So buy organic when you can, but don't think you need to always buy organic. Another thing I would say is if you're not going to be eating the skin, so think of a pineapple or an orange, go ahead. You, you can buy conventional, right? So things with softer skin, like I said, the cucumber or the, um, or the apple, where you're going to be eating the skin Go ahead and, you know, try to buy that organic, but if it has a, a thicker skin on it, grapefruit, don't buy organic and don't feel like you need to buy everything organic. Um, I'd also say, look in your grocery store to see if they have a reduced produce section. Uh, my, many of my grocery stores do. That's a great way to get produce. You do have to eat it more timely or maybe you have to eat it that day or that night or throw it in the freezer especially if you're going to use it for smoothies. Bananas is a great one. They're usually always on the reduced produce rack. Bring them home, peel them, throw them in a Ziploc bag. Now you have them in the freezer for your smoothie recipes. Uh, and finally, I would say meal planning. Again, thinking about what it is you're going to eat in advance. Um, I like to sit down every Sunday and just plan out for the week, even if it's just on a piece of paper. Look at, see what's on sale at the stores, plan your meals around that. But you have a lot less waste when you know what you're going to eat. Um, you're going to eat out a lot less if you can meal plan as well. And meal planning for me, it doesn't have to be every single night. Don't think you need to plan every single meal. You know, plan, plan three meals a week. That would, that's, that's a, you know, great head start. Absolutely. I think that's a really good baby step. I, I, you know, find that if I'm going to get fresh produce that I know is going to, um, not hold it's, it's, you know, for better word, I guess, freshness longer, um, like something like an avocado. If I'm going to, if all they have at my store is an avocado, that's pretty well ripe. Um, then I'm going to maybe switch my meal plan to say, let's eat that avocado the day that I go to the store versus if I get something like a really green banana, I know that that's going to hold until, you know, maybe the end of the week. So I think that meal planning definitely, you can, you can sort of make some changes there. And I love that you brought up the organics. I was thinking banana when you said it, because, you know, bananas, we never eat the skin. The skin is very um, tough. So pesticides and things are not going to get through it. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think bananas have to have a lot of pesticides to grow. Well, right. Appropriately. So yeah, yeah, I think that's a good, you know, we were talking about before we even got on the line and, you know, you just said that too, that 
some of these things are so such a buzz right now. You know, the idea of these, you know, fad diets that nobody can sustain or the idea that every single thing you put in your mouth has to be, you know, 100% organic, totally clean eating, whole food. And, you know, that may not be accessible for all of our listeners. And so that's why I love your recipes and the things that you have, because they're so relatable to the masses. It's not as if um, you've sort of <laughs> lived in a vacuum and you're creating these recipes because you want to spend 50 hours a week uh, cooking or whatever. Like, I really know that you have been you know, engaged in your corporate job and with other families and that you have heard the plight of the everyday person, what it is that they are looking for is they want to be a healthier eater. So I think that that's just a real testament to what um, your products do and what the things that you have out there for the public, um, how they can help change their lives. Excellent. Thank you for noticing, Celeste. I do. I really, you know, I want to make it accessible and I want people to understand that this is possible. Um, it is possible to eat real food yeah. <laughs> and cook in your kitchen without being overwhelmed by it. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally and the benefit the benefits that way, right? Is it gonna take is it gonna take a little more time? Yes, <laughs> that is true. I'm not gonna lie. It is gonna take a little more time. But and like I said, get the family to help. Teenagers out there, you know, learning these skills now are going to benefit you so much more in the future. And we can't just be looking at the immediate satisfaction all the time. We need to look long term and understand our health and where we're gonna be in five to 10, 15 years. And we wanna be we wanna be healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Happy, healthy. We want to feel good. We want our bodies to work for us. And, and uh, yeah, I could not agree more. I love it. I love what you're saying here, Jen. So, you know, audience, just to recap, I really want you to think about what you're putting in your body that, that food as fuel. And it really doesn't have to be an inaccessible, expensive, time-consuming, uh, labor-intensive process. There are some ways that you can start incorporating now some of those baby steps. And one of the ones I would really encourage you to check out is Jen's website, which is kidseatvegetables.com slash tips. And right there, you'll be able to jump in. And the, the book is How to Get Your Kids Eating Vegetables Tonight, 10 Tips to Have Your Kids Eating Vegetables Tonight. But it really is accessible for adults. It's not just for little kids food. I found it to be um, just really, really pleasant and, and really fun to make and super easy to follow, not overwhelming like some of these other programs can be. So guys, be sure to check out kidseatvegetables.com slash tips. Get that download from Jen and, uh, and try that out and let us know how you're um, enjoying that. So, you know, Jen, as we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts or anything else you want to share or promote with the audience? I would just say, you know, just try to step, do your best to step away from the processed foods and try to make just one change to, today, uh, a simple change in your diet, and uh, you're going to reap the benefits. They're endless. Absolutely. Well, hold on the line for me just a second, Jen. It's been so wonderful having you today. I just really appreciate everything you've done for us and the really actionable strategies you've shared. This has been so, so helpful. Excellent. Thank you, Celeste. So guys, just remember to check out Jen's website, learn to make those everyday baby steps that you can take in the right direction to live your life purposefully and intentionally and live your life in a healthy way so that you are on this planet making a difference for the long term. That's what we all want for you uh, here from the How to Be a Grown Up group as we are. So again, as I always say, you could have had the choice to 
listen to anything today. So I do consider it an honor and a pleasure to have been in your earbuds or in your, uh, in your headphones or on your laptop as you're doing something else. It is such a privilege to join you and to be able to just lend a voice to this amazing audience. So this is Celeste Kaufman. I'm signing off and just reminding you to always live your life on purpose.